Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Dotson. He's Matthew O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Gareth Price. How's it going? And he's Jared Lee Wackerly. Hi. Hey. Oh, damn it. What up? What? what? Oh, you can add it out. You, you, you forgot which one. Add out later. Reinsert your voice. What up? <laughs> he had to put it in so he could put it back in. What, in you, what you should do is what like, up, you should change it out and like, put like Fat Albert's hey, hey, hey. hey, 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 hey. That's not hey, fair. Hey, like, prove hey, it. Hey. <laughs> we're back with another Dynasty show. This week, we're talking super flex, tight end premium, startup strategy. And there's no better way to talk strategy and how you go about it than an actual draft, a mock draft. Uh, we went into our Dynasty Nerds Discord, which is a great perk of being a Nerd Herd member, which you Absolutely. can do. You join Nerd Herd, join our Discord. You have access to all of us and almost 2,000 other Nerd Herd members so far. We just launched it. It's been going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so we did a mock draft, and we're going to talk about that day. We're going to go through our picks, other people's picks, kind of make fun of these people, talk about how great we are um, <laughs> and how well we did. Yeah. It's going to be pretty fun. If you're, I, if you're in the Discord channel, make sure you got notifications on because that thing filled up in like, 30 seconds. It was fast. Yeah. yeah. And we do more of this. We got, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking more. for way more perks uh, for the Nerd Herd. And we got some more coming down the line. Join the Nerd Herd. You'll find out. You'll get all these perks. You'll be walking around all percolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poking Percalicious. People, po- poking people that are like five foot two's <laughs> eyes out. Uh, I thought you were going to say something about nipples. So did I. Yeah, it was about sure. nipples. It's kind of. Yep. yep. So we got to be five two. So you hit you in the eye. Ah. Because that's your nipple height. My nipple height. <laughs> I get it now. Personally. I believe that you've probably measured. To see exactly how tall that is. <laughs> they say that your nipples directly line up. Nope, nope, nope. Just go on. Directly line up with your, uh, your uh, earlobes. Like if you take your earlobes straight down, it lines up with your nipple. Oh, it's supposed to be really? a law or like a rule. A law. A law. Wow. <laughs> Do it. I'm Mine telling you. It's supposed to be something. You do that. It's supposed to line up. <laughs> your, your head is tilted. Wow. There you go. It, it always lines up. <laughs> it works perfect. <laughs> He's got taco neck syndrome. <laughs> So before be like the tip or the bent the neck lady, just a tip, just a tip. Um, so before we go into the mock draft, I got to tell you first about our friends over at prize picks. You're yeah, like, you dude, do. rich prize picks. You talk about it every week. What is it? It's a, it's a over under prop bet kind of thing. Action. You know what I mean? You want to get some action. You want to win 10 times your entry prize picks. That's mm-hmm. where it's at. Fellas, gals, you get in there, use the promo code nerds. They're going to give you a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred bucks. And then you get in there, you find some futures bets, you find some over unders that you like, and you put some action on it. Any sport, all at once, take all the sports, combine them together, get a hodgepodge of awesomeness, and then you put some action down, you compete with other people, then you win 10 times your money if you do awesome. Like, right now, 3,800 yards from Matt Ryan, over under, smashing the over. Going over, for sure. He's a quarterback. Frank Reich. Yeah. yeah. New system. 17 it's gonna be, games. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Smash that. Look, we just gave you free money. Boom. It's that simple. You are welcome. It's that simple. You get on there, you use the promo code NERDS, you make a bet. If you make an NFL futures bet, and you use the promo code NERDS, what we're going to do is not only is prize picks going to back you up with an instant deposit match, so you got double money, so all of a sudden you're walking around like you're uh, Jeff Bezos. On top of that, Mr. and Mrs. Bezos, we're going to send you a <laughs> Dyson Nerds t-shirt. That's right, a t-shirt. The most comfortable shirt. Just go to our YouTube channel right now. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button, notification button, all that jazz. Support us. And look at our shirts. Look at us. 
Please wow, comment dude. below on this video that you're watching here. Who's more handsome besides Matt? Pecs are besides just Matt. ripping through that shirt. So. I know this guy, too. That's got, medium over he there. He looks good. He works out all above. He's a whole it's package. It's a large. Yeah. I was like, Matt, did you lose it's weight? So He's like, yeah, large. I was doing battle He's ropes shrunk. earlier and jump rope. Yeah. <laughs> he shrunk it. Matt's a complete package. I'm just like the tape that holds the package together. <laughs> so disappointing. I'm the, I'm the guy that didn't make it in the package. May, may I add <laughs> to I'm married. this, Rich? I'm married. Two for two. What? Go to the show notes mm -hmm. if you're listening oh, yeah. to the show on a podcast or if you're on YouTube, go to the description and there's a link for a Google form. Google's. If you sign up with Prize Picks using promo code NERDS, go fill out that form because you will enter for a chance to have your team audited Ooh. on our Dynasty team. We just had team. one of those come out. Yeah, we did with uh, Juno. Oh, we did. Yeah, and we're recording another one this week. And uh, we're going to be pumping we those out. So. Oh, we are? Yep, we are. Maybe. So get your schedule we'll ready, boy. Tell my kids we watched the uh, um, second episode of The Boys. But anyway, we'll yeah, we're going to audit your team. So I'll tell you if you're a contender, should you enter a rebuild, some trades you should make with your league mates. All you have a good chance stuff. to have your team audited is what it is. Yeah. So Telling you get me there's a chance. And then you get entered in the pool to get your team audited. And what's great about it is once you get entered in the pool, you stay in the pool. So eventually, if we live long enough, you will get your team audited on YouTube. Does it get chilly in the pool? I get cold when I'm in there for pool. too long. I have a heated pool. Even at 80, 80 degrees, it gets cold after a while. Dude, I signed up for prize picks. Now I have a heated pool. <laughs> kind of breezes there. Abracadabra, bitches. <laughs> breeze is important. It is. The Ooh. shade to like sun ratio, yeah. also a big big time factor. Yeah. All right. Mock draft time. Mock draft. Are you ready? So uh, I, had, I had the 10th pick. Matt, you had the 7th pick. I did, yeah. Jared, you had the fourth pick, and Garrett had the second pick. We spread out nice. We were very spread. Yeah, so, that was good. We spread it. Uh, Mr. Liam Steven Steventon, he's a nerd herd member. He had a first pick in a super flex tight end premium draft. Number one pick. What did he take? Was it Josh Allen? Who? Was it Justin Herbert? Was it Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes, perhaps. Did he get frisky and get risky with Kyler Murray? No, no. he didn't. He no, took no. Jonathan Taylor. A B C D E. None in a Superflex League, this is the worst possible pick you can make. <laughs> the worst possible He's pick like, you can He's like, I'm make. so glad I'm a Nerd Herd member. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Nerd Herd member from England. And that is Liam. Uh, Liam. No, disrespect. No, I'm just I'm just. Did you say my disrespect opinion. or no disrespect? No. No, disrespect. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect. Um, listen, this is, what, this is what I would take compare of taking any running back one overall in a Superflex League. It's like. You meet a girl and you mirror on the first date because how she looks, right? You you're gonna, you mar her, mar her. Mar her. I can't mar her. Oh, oh, sorry, I don't Murray, Kyler, Yeah, make fun of the handicap. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but like, you meet her, you marry the first date just because the way she looks, and you know you're going to score a lot early. That early, that that but first like, couple months, you only marry her just because the way she looks. You, nothing else. Yeah. But you don't realize this is dynasty. Yeah. And you have to stay together Those looks are gonna for fade. a long time. Yeah. And eventually you're going to stop scoring way sooner uh -huh. than everybody else. And then all of a sudden your whole life is just falling apart because you're not scoring anymore. This right. is a catastrophe. It is. A catastrophe. You're going to be sitting here four years later going, oh my God, I should have said hi first. Maybe she's new uh, to the country and Rich was the first person she saw and boom, she married him. She's all over Rich for the first three months and then she starts seeing some other guys. If you had the one-on-one, -on -one, Rich, yeah. who would you have taken? I would have taken Pat Mahomes. I would, that's what I would take it. Or because yeah, Garrett was up next. Or I mean, listen, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, you can't go wrong, right? I, like I'm fine with any of those. You, you can't go wrong there. Uh, and too. even if, even if you went Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, and you had a plan, and we'll get to his plan when he comes back. If you have a plan, I can live. I can live with it. I don't like the plan, but listen, 
I've never been to war. I've never made a plan, so I don't know. I, I but taking a running back who is that the only place you make plans? That's it. That's it. I've war. never been to war, so I've never made a plan. Never planned <laughs> for never planned. anything. Nothing. Well, it's good to have a plan in war, right? It, it is. is. Yeah, no, no, and okay. in other like business is a good place to have a plan. Listen, I have businesses <laughs> that I own, and I don't plan anything. Why do you think I'm so successful? Makes sense. <laughs> Things happen. I stand corrected. <laughs> Why do they have a heated pool out there? Come on, <laughs> call me Richard Basics. That's why he has us. <laughs> But like even so, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor, easily the number one running back in Dynasty Festival. Easily, right? Correct. Okay. If Jonathan Taylor gets five more years, you're like, this is, you hit a home run. Yeah, because it's a running seven back. year, sure. seven yeah. year career. It, but after those five years are up, Pat Mahomes is still scoring more, way more points than him because he's not even playing. Correct. Or scoring any points. Yeah. But even on top of that, every one of those quarterbacks we just mentioned will outscore Jonathan Taylor every single year. Every single year. Even even though I'm 100%, 100% with you, I would have never take Jonathan Taylor that high. He wouldn't even be in my top seven or eight probably nope. uh, in a startup. That said, the only thing I will give him is currently right now in Dynasty, there is such a big gap between the RB1 and Jonathan Taylor for Dynasty and whoever you have as your RB2. I think a lot of people, Christian McCaffrey, Javante's in there, DeAndre Swift. Like, there's just such a big gap between those guys. Even though I would never do it, if you were going as an all-in win-now team, I could understand no. it. Here's I why. wouldn't do it. Here's another reason why. Yeah, there's a real big gap right now. Sure. But let's look at it next year. And go. you know what? And go back every single sure. year from the previous year, and you're like, oh, there's a big gap. Oh, there's a big gap. Wow, it's... Those gaps aren't that big for how quickly they close. It's a new player almost every year that has that big gap. Meanwhile, Mr. Patrick Mahomes has been at the top continually. So The the difference, though, I think, is Jonathan Taylor is so safe compared to literally any other running back that is in the NFL right now. Did you hear what they're going to do with Naheem Hines? Yeah, they said that last year, too. I know. I'm just throwing that out there. As a jab. <laughs> to Liam, my guy across the pond. But, now, to, but to Rich's point that no one is safe, no, I don't. I mean, he is short-term safe. No one is long-term insulated like for a quarterback. Sure, for so sure. I'm just saying the point that he's trying to make. If there's insulated. any running back that I would feel confident in, in health, in situation, in age, and like sure. he checks all of those boxes. He definitely does. Yeah. Well, yeah. good thing he checks those boxes. But I still for wouldn't you, take him in the top like You eight. were at 1-2, and all of a sudden now you're sitting there at the 1-1. One, one. Right. Now, and, and I would, before you go, at least he didn't take a bad player. At least he did take a good player, at least. So, yes. You were correct. at 1-2. What'd you do? Uh, I had a tough decision because I was kind of excited about being at 1-2 because it would have narrowed the field for me. Yeah. Uh, then I still had the same three quarterbacks at 2 that you, you, know, you would have at the top. And I had a really hard time deciding. I love Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's probably the most talented, I would argue, of the group. Uh, I think Justin Herbert, he's obviously a year or two younger. At their age, it doesn't really matter much. I, I agree with that. Um, yep. But he is a little bit younger. He's got a bright future ahead of him. He's in a great... Great uh, division there. But Josh Allen, we I think we know exactly what we're getting. There's no change of scenery for any of his players. Uh, it's it's a good team that we know has a pretty easy division. There there just seem to be a lot of – even in the, in the rushing upside, the one guy that they drafted is not a guy that I'm afraid is going to take goal line stuff away from him. So there, everything seemed to just still go his way. You could flip a coin and I'd be fine with any of them, but I but I ended up landing on Josh Allen. Yeah, and you can't go again. You can't go wrong with those top three guys. Right. Uh, number three team took Pat Mahomes. 
Number four team, Jared Wackerly, went out on a limb there and took Justin Herbert, which is nice because everybody made the decision for that him. That made his life really nice, yeah. Was there any – the question I have for you, Jared, is there, was there any other – was it a slam dunk pick, here it is, it's done, or did you consider any other quarterback? Um, I considered Kyler Murray. Okay. But uh, I, I – Or the receivers, did you consider the, either of the receivers at no, all? No, I was going quarterback. Yeah. I always – Super flex leagues. If I'm taking in the top five or six, I'm taking quarterback no matter. Yeah, if I'm picking the want, first round, I'm picking a quarterback every time. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just taking a quarterback. I want to solidify. I don't want to be position. there on the way back. You yeah. you would you would take uh, Lamar Jackson or Dak or those guys ahead of Justin Jefferson? Yeah. Would you? Okay. I want a cornerstone player. I did. I would have. I took. We'll get to my guy. But I listen in a super flex league. Now those guys are cornerstone players. They are. But. In a, in a super flex tight end premium league, I want cornerstone players. Mm-hmm. And I want cornerstone. If a league starts off, the name of the league is super flex tight end premium, and these players are the bonus players, then I want more of the bonus players, mm-hmm. right? Those are the cornerstone players in my eyes. I want those guys because it's a much limited commodity because they're going to go first in your rookie drafts, right. and they're going to get drafted much higher in your startup draft. So you're going to blink an eye, and all of a sudden you're going to be a have-not. And the last thing I want to do in my, be in my dynasty league is be a have-not. Right. So I'm like going to this draft, I'm identifying, I'm taking a quarterback in the first round. I want to see what quarterbacks are in the second round, but I also want to see what tight ends available because yeah. I want one of those guys because we know how small that pool is. Very right. Small. So it's like, again, they're the haves and the have-nots. And I prefer in dynasty leagues or any fantasy league to be a have. And then if I do take a tight end there, if I do pivot, because like somehow Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase went off the board and I take them there, how do I get back to that? What, what I right. wanted in the first place. So the very next pick after Justin Herbert, it went Justin Jefferson to uh, in by two in. Then I went to Harry Pizza. He took Kyler Murray. Then Matt was on the clock. And Matt, where'd you go? Well, at that point, I was I was I was kind of wavering between a few different uh, quarterbacks at that point because you know obviously the top uh, the top three or four guys on my list were gone, and it was really I narrowed it down to da- between Dak Prescott and, and Joe Burrow. But I just I went with the the little bit you know the the few more years, and I went yeah, Joe Burrow three or four years. Yep, there. Yeah. yep. So that was that was my pick there. I thought it was it was pretty easy at that point. I mean, he, the, the way he finished last season and and the hope for the future there is just so so bright. So I just went Joe Burrow. And I just went into like my my strategy into my startup. Like my, I already had that in my mind how I was going to. Do you go into this draft with that? Do you have a strategy in mind as well, Matt? Like, I, hey, I, I'm going to this draft. I'm focusing on these couple players early on for my cornerstones. So I don't I don't necessarily hone in on certain players, but I I want to get age ranges at at like position, you know, at quarterback, I want to be this, this young and I want to be in the elite status. If I can't get that, maybe I'll move on to a, a slightly older player. Like I would have gone Dak Prescott there. Who's, it was, I think 27 or something. 20, he's not old, 28 right. maybe. Um, but he was, he's, you know, three or four years older than Joe Burrow. And, and you know, obviously you want to be able to get guys as, as for as long as possible, but I, I like to be as I'm flexible. I mean, I'm, I'm picking seven here. The strategy I could I go in with might be a little bit different, um, just depending on how the draft board falls to me. And that that's throughout the entire draft. I might start with one certain strategy, and as the board drops to me, I might have to kind of flip and, and and go in a different route. I'm very similar in that sense where. Uh, Usually the first round, I have a pretty good sure. idea of in what the I'm first doing round. first. Yeah, especially yeah. if I'm in the top five picks, you you know roughly what you're getting. Yep. I'm getting uh, one of these guys, right? But but I'm the same way. I, I kind of let the draft fall to me, and it, it's even different in a real startup as opposed to a mock because you also have to factor in all the trading that goes on too. Right. So there's a lot of times where if if I was picking at two, 
I'm probably attempting to trade down if I can get a good haul for it. Uh, so it, it, it's very fluid process for me. Sometimes I'll go in thinking like, oh, this is going to be a good contending team. And as the board just keeps falling, I guess I'm, oh, I guess I'm more of young up and coming type team, or, right. you know, or maybe I'm dealing a lot for picks and I'm really going towards the future. It, it's each draft. I think as soon as you try to force a plan, you, you really can screw yourself over. You really can. Do you guys, do, do you guys do a lot of in draft, like startup trading? I, don't, I, I do a lot. Do you? I, I try love to try to depends on the league. Yeah. yeah. I try to, too. I try to trade back more than often. And then if I do try to trade up, I try to lay up trade. I try to trade up on a very minimum scale. Like, just a few picks. Where I, I it doesn't, never, the, 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 co- yeah. the cost isn't that exorbitant, right? Like if there's a player I feel like might get sniped down, like Mike Williams is there, and I pick four picks away, like I don't want to risk it. Can I trade up four spots, and I'll let you move up four spots this round, the next round, and the round after that. And it usually gets it done because it's not a big haul. I build my team a lot through rounds three through six. So I'm usually trading back and to get into those range. Those. And then yeah. once I get past that, I'm trying to trade into – like round six or something like gotcha. that to get those. And it depends. The tiers change a little it bit. be a but good way to pick up cheap future first too. Exactly. Exactly. Even if you said, if you grab, if you move out of two, you move down to one twelve, but you get an extra third out of it. That's a premier player you're getting or right. a fourth or right. a fifth. Like you're getting a premier and we're saying startup third, fourth, third, fifth, not, yeah. Start, yeah, that's not a startup yep. fifth where, you know, where you're going to get Michael Pittman jr. You're going to get a Kenneth Walker. Right. You know what I mean, like you're right. going to get a really good yep. player there and people don't think about that. Cause it's like, Oh, it's just a fifth but I'm getting this player you're getting an and awesome you're still player. coming away with a good high end player early. And I think the key word here that Matt used was flexibility going to a startup super flex, mm-hmm. not even a super flex tight end premium, any draft. And people ask me, I just did a guest show uh, with Evan just a couple days ago, Evan Brown. And I was saying, he was like, you know, what's the number one advice that you would give for people in, in a startup. And I said, I was like, just have flexibility and don't, reach right don't force a position right. if the best player at the board clearly out of a different tier is a wide receiver and you just so happen to fade running back because that's how the draft uh play, played out don't take a running back that's force 30 it. ranks down right over the receiver take the best player available you can always you, trade later you figure it out like most drafts are happening right now that's why we're doing this show right like june july you get a lot of startups you have Plenty of time to figure it out. Injuries are going to happen. Uh, a player on the bottom of your roster might pan out that you didn't think would pan out as a right. running back. Just take the best player available. This is dynasty. It's long-term. Figure that out later. Perfect example of this. I didn't pick my first running back until the eighth round of this draft. So, I mean, I mean, I totally faded running back, and it wasn't purposefully. It was because just other other players fell. just dropped to me, yep. and, and they were higher on my board than the running backs that were there. And, you know, I ended up with Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my first guy. We'll get we'll get into that and later. And we're, we're, we're going to talk about it at the end yeah. of the draft in the Nurture Show. We're going to go through each of our individual teams. teams and kind of break those down and how it kind of panned out. And we'll, we'll do it during the show as well, too. But, yeah, Matt is a clear example. He faded the running back, which is the number one position I usually do fade in mm-hmm. Dynasty Startups because I can grab PPR guy later. Um, I try to grab one good guy. But, again, it's a plug-and-play. It's the only really good plug-and-play position in Dynasty. So, right. If my team's bad, I'm getting a really good running back next year. If my team's good, then I'm just fine anyway. So like, or right. I can trade for a backup running back later, who's now the starter for the last six weeks of the season. Like, it's possible. I, can, I mean, there's I can guys fill that hole there, easily. There's that aging running back group that are, right. are starting to bounce around. Ezekiel, to yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. There's James Conner, like the one year rental type of guy mm-hmm. that'll be available in season for you if you are a true contender. That I feel totally comfortable using as like a one-year type of And rental. there's great yeah. value in those guys right. late in your draft. Like you mentioned Zeke Elliott. We'll see where he 
went. Great value where he went. Right. Guys like James Conner, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards, Alert, Josh Jacobs. There's value at running back. Even more reason why I'm not taking a running back early because right. there's always those guys that are running back ones are still pretty good that people are just it, they're faded in dynasty, right? right? And then that just opens a window. For you. And we'll see how late some of these guys went. And some of us grabbed those guys. So I'm excited to talk about them. Um, Jamar, uh, after Joe Burrow went, J. Dell 9 took Jamar Chase. R.S. Wessel 1 was on the clock next. He took Deshaun Watson. Then I was clock at 110. I took Dak Prescott. Just as Matt had mentioned earlier, I was taking a quarterback. To me, this was an easy pick. Yeah. Uh, I slightly consider Lamar Jackson here. Sure. But thinking long-term, more of a pocket passer, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. They're going to bring another receiver in at some point here as well. So They got James Washington. They, they don't James, need anything No, they're good. Um, and in the draft of Jalen Tolbert. You never know. Yep. In the draft of Jalen Tolbert. So to me, this was the same thing. Easy pick. I was down to, but at the same time, even at 10, I was like, man, all those quarterbacks are gone. I still got a really good one. But even at 10, I'm like, okay, Zach Prescott, Lamar Jackson. And then all of a sudden after I get out of that, I'm in a different tier altogether, right? Like I'm going to get 100%. different tier quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I had no choice to take a quarterback here. And I know being tight end premium, somebody could have taken Kyle Pitts here, but oh, he's one of one, you know, but then you're hurting yourself at the most important position. You got to remember in super flex leagues, the highest scoring player is going to be the quarterback. We talked about last week, quarterback, uh, like quarterback 20. It's it, it, still a top 50 player. It's still right. a top 50 fancy overall scorer, scorer. And he's quarterback 20 overall. Like they still score the most points Always. And it's easy if you're in a one QB league to like, oh, they're no big deal. But in Superflex, that's massive. You it's, have two top scoring huge. 50 players. Yeah, you need it. And that's a quarterback. Same thing. There's quarterback value later, too. So I took Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson went immediately afterwards to AL91. Spencer was on at the turn. Uh, he, Spencer, JB33, he took Kyle Pitts and Russell Wilson. What do you guys think about that turn? That's a that's a good that's a good nice duo there because uh, Kyle Pitts in a tight end premium I think there are two clear top tight ends in Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews he's able to lock down one of those guys and Russell Wilson is the last guy in a tier for me of yeah. the quarterbacks I agree so yep. being able to snatch him he set himself up for for really good success and and looking through his team he did a very good job drafting there were there were several teams in here that did a very good job drafting their team but that was definitely one of the teams especially with the slight disadvantage of being at 112 uh when there's no third round reversal it is a slight disadvantage uh i still think he did a good job building his team according to sleepers adp russell wilson's going 21st right now in super flex draft so that's according to adp right now it's a little bit of a reach sure that, and that, but i disagree i think it's a solid pick he's gonna be in denver for a while they give him a haul for him he's got some really good weapons really good there. weapons yep. so to me and when you're when you're waiting till 312 i mean we'll, we'll get to who would have been left at that point but it was slim pickings by by that point. And there and was that's a lot a, of quarterbacks. And that's the thing rounds. in these in every single draft, it's going to be a little bit different how fast these Especially guys come off the board. Flex. And and these guys were coming off the board almost. There's only two picks before that before he went that were that were weren't or three picks. I forgot about John Jonathan Taylor, but three picks in the, throughout the first round that weren't quarterbacks. So they were really coming off the board. So uh, pretty, he knew what he was. Doing. He could have gone quarterback, quarterback. But I like this strategy of like, listen, if I'm getting. The last of that tier one quarterbacks, I'm getting the tier one tight end. Right. This is tight again, super flex tight end premium. So he went with that same approach. Like I'm getting those cornerstone players. I'm getting a 21 year old tight end that's gonna be a tight end one, top four for a decade. Right. Now tight ends play longer than most players, and I'm gonna get a tier one QB one. Um so I love his approach. I actually do, I'm with you, Garrett. Like I like his team overall. I thought he did a really good job from the twelve yep. hole. It's 
I was going to say Matt brought up a good point because, like, you can't just follow ADP and rankings when slitting in a 12-hole in a super flex draft. The quarterbacks are flying off the board, so... I think uh, you have to wait a long time for it to come back to you when you're right. at the ends there. Yeah, the only reason you would not think quarterback there is all of a sudden it went Jonathan Taylor and Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Right. And it went like that. And a couple quarterbacks went. And then you're like, oh, there's some value there. But when it, when you see a run going. Yeah, you got to get in it. You got to grab those. You got to react. Yep. I always believe, too, I say is like, I like to be the guy that starts a run. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to be the guy that starts a run. Like, oh, wow, they're. They're also the quarterbacks go. I got to take the quarterbacks. And when you do that, it opens up another position. Yeah, if you're able to be the guy that starts it, it's awesome. But uh, I I never hate being the last guy in because you're like, I got the guy in the tier I wanted. (laughs) Yeah. I just snuck in. I'm good. But then, but what what happens though is then you start to see reaches that people will overdraft that position because it's becoming scarce. Yeah. And that's where you really start to lose value on your team quickly. And it's having more quarterbacks than other positions. So if I, if I take a quarterback and then, because they're like, so he takes Russell Wilson here. Now he took that last guy. All the other people that took Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, are like, oh crap! Like, there's no. Yeah. But uh, like, what do I do what, now? What quarterbacks to be left for me? So they're you're kind of forcing their hands to do exactly what we said to have to do, which is reach. Because now there's a cornerstone player and they missed out on him. At two uh, two, it went Christian McCaffrey. I was back on the clock at two three. To me, this was an easy choice. Um, you mentioned Russell Wilson was like that last tier quarterback. I thought about potentially going Trevor Lawrence just because mm-hmm. of. His youth, his potential, I still think he, I think he's closer to tier one than he is to middle tier two. Let me put that, I mean, like, yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence does an extremely high ceiling. Remember, Payne Mann threw 28 interceptions. He was terrible sure. his first year. And then look at him. Look at Troy Aikman, terrible his first year. John Oway, terrible. For, like, tons of quarterbacks are bad their first year, and they turn out to be just fine. But I went Mark Andrews. Uh, I mentioned before, I look at cornerstone players, right? Like, how is this league set up? What is my league structure? How are the point scoring uh, handled? How many how, how many positions? How many flexes do I have? When I see Mark Andrews, who would have finished as a top six PPR wide receiver available in a regular uh, fantasy league, now it's tight end premium. Mark Andrews, to me, is a no-brainer. Yep. It somewhat made me wish that it, since he was available, like, oh, if I would have taken Lamar Jackson there, I would have had to stack. Like, that would right. have been pretty nice, too. Sure. But it didn't work out that way. In hindsight, I would have flipped that if I known I was getting Mark Andrews, so I had to stack. But to me, again, no-brainer. Mark Andrews, uh, an elite-tier tight end in a tight end premium league. We talk about it all the time on the show. There's only about three or four of these guys in existence, and I one is already gone, so that field's cut in 25% gone. I needed Mark Andrews on my team. It was a no-brainer, and that's who I took. Yep, absolutely, man. And obviously, the next two picks that came off were, were both really good players, CeeDee Lamb and DeAndre Swift. And then I was on the on the clock. I was kind of salty. I was hoping that Mark Andrews was going to be the guy that, that fell to me. He didn't. I, I did want to go for a tight end. I wanted to get one of the elite guys. I went and got George Kittle. Obviously, injury issues are going to be the biggest concern with him. When he's on the field, He he's usually producing. And, and at a high level. So with it being a tight end premium, I, I, I went for it. You know, none of the quarterbacks were really jumping off at me at, at that point. There was some, some thought in my brain about Trevor Lawrence as well, but I thought maybe I could still get somebody pretty good next round considering I'm at seven. I, I, I was I was bummed, and I should I knew that you were probably going to go tight end there, yeah. but I've seen him fall to the third several times. Mm-hmm. So I was really thinking at the end of the second round, I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to scoop up Kittle. This is going to be nice. His yeah. ADP on sleepers 41, but not sure if tight end premiums captured. It's just sure. super flex ADP. Sure. 
But yeah, I, I've seen him even in even in Super Flo- or in Titan Premium. I've seen him fall. So that's what I was hoping yeah. would be the case. Not, but not with not Rich, with you though. Not with not with Pitts going in the first and then Rich taking you know Andrews, Andrews again. Yep. Yeah. So I, I had to get something. Looking back at your team as a whole, we won't go to the rest of what your team is. What looking back is how the draft unfolded for you. If you can go back, like I said, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Would you have taken Trevor Lawrence? Because looking at your team going back, I would take a Trevor Lawrence there in hindsight, of course. Well, sure. I mean, I ended up getting some pretty good tight ends that fell you to did. me later on but as well. W- so would you have taken Trevor Lawrence in uh, hindsight? If you, if you if you had a crystal ball or two in your pocket um, and you could see what's going oh, on? Oh, hey. You know, would you have taken him there? What is that in my pocket? It's shiny. <laughs> um, I, I, no, I think I, I think that would be a pretty good idea, yes. Um, okay. I probably would have, just knowing what I know now, but at the time, I had no idea. No clue. Yep. So, yeah, I went with it. So what came off the board after that? Yeah, so after that, Jalen Hurts comes off the board, high risk, uh, but potentially high reward player uh, there, and it, it's super flex. So so, is, so these are the kind of risks that Rich was talking about, like yep. right? Like when 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 you see Russell Wilson go off the board and you you know you, you start reaching for these other guys that you think you get points from. Absolutely. Uh, then Cooper Cup goes off the board at two eight. Uh, a little bit older of a receiver there, but obviously incredibly incredibly mm-hmm. productive last year. Right. Uh, then it gets to Jared. Jared uh, ended up. Going with Trevor Lawrence, we talked about Trevor Lawrence quite a bit so far. Uh, Jared, risk was was worth it there at two nine for you, right? Yeah, I'm still I'm still buying into Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the coaching change down there is going to do well for him. Uh, they're trying to you know give him some weapons, obviously. So I, I'm still all in in Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be fine. And I and I love what Jared did here. I mean, he is is it, the, his franchise. We mentioned before in his rookie drafts, his quarterbacks are going to go so quick. It's so hard to acquire quarterbacks in Superflex, and he has Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, two under the age of 25 quarterbacks, mm. one already established as a super elite, and one one of the best prospects we've seen since Andrew Luck. He's got both of them. You do the same draft a year ago, Trevor Lawrence is in there. So it's just yeah, probably not. It's Urban Meyer effect. It's kind of kind of burned him and got him there. So for me, Jared uh, probably had the best start of anybody the start to draft with getting two cornerstone <laughs> players because it just opens so up. So start, not finish. <laughs> of I'm course. feeling pretty good. You know, and it, again, yeah, I mean, you can start great. I texted you know, everybody. Strong, like, if you end weak, like you're leaving unsatisfied. My so, team is so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Matt just copy pasted. Yeah, I know. It great. And I just ignored you guys and enjoyed the concert. What, one of my favorite things to do when people text like stuff like that, I love to just copy what they wrote and then literally paste what they wrote. I yeah. love doing it. Yeah. I don't know why it makes me laugh. Yippee I, cat, I yeah. laugh like a little school kid uh, all the time. Uh, so I love the pick. T- team three, which had a name earlier, I don't know what it is now. They've withdrawn. They name. said they don't want to be made fun of on the on the podcast. That's what it is. Uh, and I was very salty because I I had a feeling this was going to happen where I was going to get Javante Williams taken right in front of me, and that's exactly what happened. Javante would you Williams, would you have taken him there? I would have, yeah. and it would have then changed my three two pick right. uh, as Obviously. well. Uh, but I. I did not love the turn here. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. A lot of the players that were available to me, I wasn't vibing with. Uh, so I ended up going with Debo Samuel at 211, which I was happy with, uh, especially because I feel a lot better now that it, he's reported. Mm-hmm. Things seem to be chilling out a little bit there. Uh, so I was I was happy with to, to get a guy that was that productive last year as my wide receiver one. I like to have a good young wide receiver core, and you'll see that throughout my draft. I have a very young wide receiver core with a lot of upside. So that's how I like to build it. But Debo Samuel was kind of that safety piece, uh, that that cornerstone piece at the wide receiver that that I really young, wanted. young but established. Yep, that, that's a nice one to start off with. 
And then Mr. Jonathan Taylor here, Liam, my good <clears throat> friend at one, one, you know, after that, you know, terrible divorce, um, <laughs> of just marrying somebody for their looks. What does he do? He ends up being potentially catfished because <laughs> with his next two picks, he takes Trey Lance and Justin Fields. So same thing. The pitcher looks great. The bios look fantastic, but how is this gonna How is this gonna turn out in our relationship? How is this gonna work? Because the, they, they the, have upside. It looks good mm-hmm. from the outside, and I'm glad you want to be a part of my team and be with me forever potentially. When you show up, which is on the field for the first time, what am I gonna get? Are it, you it's what a lot the, of risk? Are you what the profile says, or am I getting uh? What's his face from the Goonies? Hey, you chunk. Yeah, chunk. No, no, oh, the chunk, Goonies. Uh, it's, chunk's the, it's potential. the kid. Oh, yeah, Chunk's the kid. Um, chunk is a kid. That's right. Oh, Sloth. 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 There yeah, it is. Sloth. Uh, my so, favorite part of that movie when he's talking about like I threw up over the ledge. You remember that part? I don't remember that. Oh, part. yeah, because they're going to stick his hand in the blender and they're like, tell us everything. He's like, okay, when I was three. And he says, <laughs> oh, says like yeah. every bad thing he ever did. He got that wet popcorn. Which was like, <laughs> and everybody started throwing up on each other. <laughs> oh, so gross. Great movie. It is. A so great he movie. takes Trey Lance. He takes Justin Fields. Of course, tons of upside here. Uh, but you're, you're taking a lot of risks. Go, Lots of risk. Mm-hmm. You take a for sure thing in a running back, and then you take a big risk at the two most important positions where, like, now all of a sudden these these fail out. You're trading Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor away. And, again, if you try to take Jonathan Taylor away, you can't get Josh Allen. You can't get Pat Mahomes. You can't get Josh, Justin Herbert. You can't get Justin Jefferson. You can't get Jamar Chase. You can't get any of those quarterbacks. Right. And that's even if Jonathan Taylor has the exact same year they had last year. Well, and, and they can't get those players. That that's the difficult part where I was at with Debo. Um, as much as I wanted to take my second quarterback here, it got to the point where the value was just gone. There was no right. more value at quarterback, yep. and I was going to have to start reaching at quarterback, and I just wasn't comfortable doing that because I, even though I love upside, I can't miss in the first three rounds. I if you miss on players in the first three rounds, that sets you back so far. So I had to make sure I hit. And it's and I'm a bigger Justin Fields guy than Trey Lance, but as much as I love Fields, I know that he's very much so a risk right now too. And taking him inside the top three rounds, which you'll probably have to to get him, is just a lot of risk for me. So that's why I just couldn't pull the trigger on one of those guys there. I, and I, I like his idea of like, okay, I'm getting two really young guys that they hit. If I it have, pans out, it's great. I have what Jared has, right? But right. if he misses, you're screwed. Like. I want to mind like a Matt Stafford, a Derek Carr there just to offset the Trey Lance. Make it a little safer. Just in case they give me a little, if I'm going quarterback, quarterback, I'm just looking at one of those guys besides two risk. Because again, you you mentioned those first three picks, like those are cornerstone players. Like I try to eliminate as much risk as possible in my first three picks. Like I want to trick proven commodities, guys that I like, um, or at least guys that I really scouted that I think, like, maybe a running back. But again, I'm not taking a running back that high anyway. So, Speak for yourself. Oh, I know. So <laughs> Garrett's on the clock here next. But before we get to Garrett, I got to tell you about some more friends we have. And those are our friends over at FFPC. And you're like, Rich, you told us all about prospects. Tell us about FFPC. What does that stand for? Rich. <laughs> is, that, is that how our fans sound? Rich. Rich. So I sound when I talk to myself in my dreams. All right. We'll, t- well, tell us about it, man. FFPC <laughs> launched in 2010. It's home of the largest high-stakes dynasty leagues that, in the world. In the world. Yeah, that's a big place. So if you're a baller, this is where you play. 
For sure. This is where you play. They have over a thousand leagues right now, and they have startups started daily. You know, they start at 77 bucks up to $2,500 per team. And they have all the different settings that you're looking for, whether it be Superflex, IDP, all that stuff. They have it all. And what I love about FFPC, we've talked about this multiple times on the show about them before they're even partners of ours, yep. is that they've never had a league fail ever. Ooh. So if you join an FFPC league dynasty team, you have that security of long-term investment, right? Because yep. nothing's worse when you join Dynasty League and you're making your dues, you make all these trades for the future, and then the league folds. And you're like, dude, what? I literally just wasted three years of money. My buy-in was $2,500. I'm out 7500 bucks because these scumbuckets couldn't afford their entry fee. FFPC is not going to do that to you. They're going to guarantee that your league. Well, I don't know about They never told me they're guaranteed, but they never had a league fail. So I'm pretty sure the, pretty system, the system they have set up protects so, you from that. It's a huge, huge, huge thing that most people don't realize is that security of a league not folding. It's, it's why we've always had a lot of success with our dynasty nerds leagues because people join and they're like, Oh, this league will never fold because they'll fill it. Right. They're, they're a dynasty. Website. I mean, you don't want to be stuck, you know, halfway through a, you know, two year rebuild or three year rebuild or something like that and have the league fold. Cause then you just, like you said, you just wasted a, a couple entry fees. hundred percent. They're, they're, they're licensed fantasy game operators. So all the prizes are paid quickly, promptly. They're protected. Um, they're monitored by dynasty commissioners to make sure everything's going cool. So what do you gotta do to join an awesome league? At FFPC. All you got to do is go to myffpc.com. That's M-Y-F-F-P-C.com, myffpc.com. Enter the promo code NERDS. And what is that going to get you? It's going to give you $35 off any new FFPC startup registration. All you got to do is click the link in the show notes, uh, get over there, use that promo code, save some money, use a hosting platform that you're going to enjoy, and maybe you want to step up your dynasty game, and this is the place to do it. I love it. And even better, you can integrate it with the Dynasty GM. Yeah, you can. That's mm. right. That's right, fellas. Mm. Jump on there today. Garrett, you're in the clock in the third round. I am. So you already have yourself a little, uh, you got yourself a little uh, Josh Allen, a little Debo Samuel. I like it. What you do in the third? What's your I love stone? this, by the way, because you got sniped right before and you had to take a player you hate so much. Yeah, this was really tough for me to do. <laughs> and it's not that I hate the player. He's actually hilarious. You and I love him. listening to his interviews because he's hilarious. He hilarious. Did you hear him talking today about yeah, him calling him fat? Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was awesome. He's like, you guys not realize I played at 242 last year. Like, yeah, it was two more pounds. Yeah. He was calling the reporters out. It was great. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, but it he does hilarious. it in like, the nicest way. Yeah, it's, yeah he's it's such great. a good dude. But... Uh, I've I've not been the biggest proponent of his game, partly due to his age, his situation, a few different things. But there are three, maybe four running backs that are young, that are productive, and that are worthwhile of a top twenty-five or so startup pick. They own the shares. Bell cows. Bell cow guys. The running back share. Yep. And right now, da- Najee Harris. He's who I took at three-two, and. Oh, really? His, that is who I took, yes. Uh, right now, his ADP in Superflex is around 10. Like, in most drafts, he's going late first round, if not early second round. So it got to the point where these guys are probably, this is all nerd herd people. They mm-hmm. listen to us on the podcast. Right. They probably listen to me saying you shouldn't draft Najee Harris or us in general talking about so we mad. don't want to invest in running backs early. But it gets to a point where value is value. Yep. And I knew there is a big drop-off 
after him. Now, there was another guy that I was even considering if I went running back route. The other two guys I was considering were A.J. Brown and T. Higgins. I like both those players. I would have been just fine taking one of those two. Uh, Brees Hall was the only other running back I would have even considered, but there's a lot more risk at this point with him just because we haven't seen him play yet. We've seen Najee do it. We've seen him do it successfully. So I ended up taking Najee Harris at 3-2. It was difficult for me to do, but it also set me up for a team that can be a legitimate win-now team. And I think it's a good point there too, Garrett, is like, listen, this is a player that I don't overly love uh, in Dynasty, but it just screams value here, and I got to scoop up that value. Because that's that's what you're doing once you, even more so, once you start getting around three, right around here, three, and the rest of the draft, like, you're looking for value. It goes to the same thing, best player available. Like, you're searching for that value, and you're going to find it every single draft. There's going to be a player here, like, I can't believe he's here. I've got five receivers. I got five of them, but Mike Williams is still on the board. I guess I have six receivers now because yep. I have to take that value. And you can always trade later. You can always. always trade later. And what's good about too is like if it's a really <laughs> some people think about like, oh, well, I can then trade Mike Williams. No, what that does it what that does, so say you miss a, a, a running back, right? Instead of trading Mike Williams, who's a wide receiver. Trade your one, wide receiver three. You can move up and trade the second wide receiver you now you drafted because you have so much good depth. Now it'll put you in a position where you could trade that player right. um away. And people, and sometimes people think like, oh, if I draft this player, I can trade this player. Well, if it gives you more depth, why don't you trade, if you have all that good commodity, trade like your second or third best guy. Mm-hmm. Like get more value. If you like if you like the player enough to draft him, get more value for the guy above him. So I like to pick there at Najee Harris just because you're right. He's a three down bell cow back. He will always be tradable. He's a tradable asset yep. at any time. And you at least solidify one spot. Fifth now your option too. Yep. I I probably would have taken Najee Harris there. I probably would have went either, you know, who, who are the couple guys that went next here? Yeah. The next guy was Derek Carr, uh, which was also in consideration. But it just at that point, I felt like qu- quarterback was no longer a value. It was a bit of a reach. So okay. uh, so I really wasn't strongly considering that. Uh, but that's where Team 3 went. They went with Derek Carr. Jared, then you ended up going with A.J. Brown, which was one of the two players, him and T. Higgins, that I was strongly considering. Why did you take A.J. Brown over T. Higgins? Or anybody else. Or anybody else. Early in uh, startups, I like to build around wide receivers. Uh, that's my strategy usually because I know that I can draft running backs later and plug them in instantly and mm-hmm. get production. Or I can trade for one of those guys that is a backup, you know, and the starter get, goes, gets hurt if I'm trying to make a run. Sure. So uh, I like A.J. Brown just a little more than T. Higgins. I'm a little bit worried about his landing spot with Hurts just because, you know, he's not he's not a great passer as compared to Joe Burrow. But uh, I just think A.J. Brown is a more dynamic player. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's able to make those big plays and sure. score touchdowns. And T. Higgins is always going to be in the shadow of Jamar Chase. So um, I think I think A.J. Brown's going to be – I mean, do you guys agree he's the I, alpha in that I offense? I love that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic pick. Again, it's just something that you know, Trevor Lawrence fell into your lap. A guy like A.J. Brown fell right into your lap. You yeah. know, I don't think – I don't think Jared drafted well. I just think he was gifted. Like he was just gifted these players. Like you are welcome. There was no like thinking. He's like, oh wow, AJ Brown's there. Click. Yeah, no thinking. Like there it is. Like he's a. T- you know when you're like in those draft, uh, mm-hmm. the drafts. Most people just draft like whoever's on the screen at the right. top. He's just like, it just happened to be the one at the <laughs> yeah. top of the screen every oh, time. This is easy. This oh, is I'm on the clock again here. Yeah, they're like, oh, is Jared getting auto picked? No, <laughs> no, just taking the best player available because you guys keep leaving them for me. So I thought it was a fantastic pick. Yep. Uh, where to go? Getting up to you here after he took AJ Brown, Matt. Yeah. So the, really, the the whole third round here, kind of from. 
Garrett on sort of shaped my pick, you know, because I, I was similarly looking at a lot of these same players. And A.J. Brown would have probably been the last one that I was, like, gung-ho about. I, I'm lukewarm. I'm on, on T. Higgins just because I do think he's kind of, like, always going to be the second option there. And I wouldn't want to take uh, him probably th- quite this early. But the, you know, Najee Harris was a clear – that was a cliff for me, for the running backs. And then and then you, you mentioned the Derek Carr, A.J. Brown, but then Matthew Stafford went also – and then T. Higgins went, and now I'm kind of sitting here wondering: Are there any of these wide receivers that really jump off the map for me? Not really. I'm seeing a. I was seeing a lot of value in the in the in the guys that were you know had ADP like two or three rounds later. Sure. So I wasn't I wasn't going to go wide receiver there, and I ended up going. Um, so this was kind of where my strategy kind of it, it kind of took a, a turn. I wasn't sure what I was with my first two picks, right? I had Joe Burrow first, George Kittle. Could kind of go either way on that. Could go either way. So this was when I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to jump in with both feet here. I'm going to go an older quarterback that I know for sure I'm going to get really good numbers out of. I'm going I'm going Aaron Rodgers here. I'm going to try to solidify these, you know, these my top two quarterbacks. I got a really good tight end. I'm going to be able to get some really good wide receivers a little bit later. So I'm uh, I feel okay taking this older player here and with Matthew Stafford going and, and um, car going, I felt like there we were getting into some really wishy washy uh, quarterback two type of area. So I I just wanted to get the kind of the last guy that I felt really, really good about. And I took, I took Aaron Rodgers there. That's one of those picks. Like if I like, it's not a bad pick by any means. But like, if I had to make that pick, I'm like, oh, man. I didn't feel great about it. But that it, it, it was like, I have a tough the, time taking anyone over the age of like 28. Yeah, at quarterback uh, twenty nine, like, like that early. The other guy who just got interviewed, like you think about retiring? Yeah, I think about it every day. <laughs> I feel, I oh, feel like me. It, do, it obviously does scare you, and <laughs> that wasn't great news. I think it might happen after I said that. That news broke, <laughs> but um, I know what I'm going to get out of him. I know sure. it's going to be at least this year, and probably the next, next year. Next year, the third year will be a bonus if I get it. But it gives me plenty of time if this team takes a turn the wrong way to, to unload him. Sure. Because I know it's at least this year and next year. His ADP right now is 49 in uh, super flex drafts. Oh, wow. Okay. So obviously their, their ADP is way off because I don't like any of their value. I think I, I would never. Well, their ADP is ADP. It's just, it's just accumulation yeah. of average drafts. Who knows what those drafts are well, going to like Silliness. What, what quarterback off the board was Aaron Rodgers? Did, was it consistent uh, with where he was QB there? 15. So consistent. Yeah. yeah, so pretty consistent yep. with, you know, the top 14 were gone. Mm-hmm. I just think our draft it quarterbacks. Quarterback early. Yeah, heavy. and that's not captured yep. Yep. in ADP. Exactly. Yep. So after Aaron Rodgers went and went to Vontae Adams to find Diggs, and then I was on the clock. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I got one quarterback, one tight end. I mentioned before I want to grab my second quarterback. But after Mac took Aaron Rodgers, um, I was in the same boat as him. Even if Aaron Rodgers was available, I probably still honestly would not have taken Aaron Rodgers here because of that that age cliff. I just wouldn't have taken him there. Um, one of those players, like he belongs to go there, but for my personal dynasty team, the way I build, like I want to get more than if I, again, through top three picks, I need more than two years out of you potentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Jared. I usually like to build around really young receivers. I want to get some, I felt like any younger receiver, cause we had such a good run there of young guys. There mm-hmm. would have been like a reach. So I took one of my top five dynasty receivers overall. And that's Tyree kill. For the Dolphins. Um, I think he's, if he was still on Kansas City, he would have been long gone you probably by this pick. Yeah. And for me, Tyreek Kill is not elite because of Pat Mahomes. Tyreek Kill is elite because of Tyreek Kill. Like he's a premier route runner. 
He gets off the line better than anybody in the NFL, pretty much, him and Devontae Adams. Um, he's got tremendous speed. Just signed a long-term deal there in Miami. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. He's got a good number two uh, to offset him and, and Jalen Waddle as well. So, to me, this was a very easy pick. I thought about, like you said, like a guy like Brees Hall. Do I want to grab a running back here? And I was like, listen, I am not taking a running back before I get my first receiver because yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be left you. holding the bag on those receivers. Definitely knowing that, okay, if I'm not taking a quarterback here, I got to take a quarterback soon. So, because that pile is dwindling and I'm not going to not go into the Superflex League with at least two quarterbacks that I could start and feel okay about. And that's, um, that was my Aaron Rodgers feeling. And, that's why and I, I understand it. Doing a startup this year, you have to have 2023 draft in your mind that there's running backs in that class. And it's deep that yep. you're going to be able to fill up on. Fill yep. up on. Absolutely. I, I honestly, I feel about that. Every startup is I can get a running back. Later. Yeah, right. you know I mean, exactly. I can get a running back later. Worst case, I could trade up in a draft. Definitely, a, and it's definitely a super flex draft where the quarterbacks are going to go higher. Like you can always move up to grab that running back. So I went Tyree Kill. Um, after that, it went Travis Kelsey, Brees Hall, Joe Mixon. That's the turn. So the turn went Brees Hall, Joe Mixon. So mm-hmm. we followed up with Kyle Pitts, Russell Wilson, and it went Bam Bam. Two young quality running backs, which. Again, I don't hate these picks. Like he knows he's not coming. It's not coming back to him for a while. There hasn't been a ton of running backs taken, so he's probably gonna, there's probably a run coming. So he grabbed two of them, which and two very quality. One extremely high upside, mm-hmm. uh, and one a, a proven commodity. Yep. On the turn, it came back. It came Jalen Waddle, and then I was in the clock here again. So I'm thinking, do I do I look at some running backs here? I don't love like Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Those all seem like. Options had, real but, quick had had Brees come back to you would you have taken him at four three, no okay I wouldn't have I would have taken exactly here's what I was thinking of I was thinking of Zach Wilson into a tug of Viola mm-hmm. now I I'm a big Zach Wilson fan I think he has a lot of room to grow I love the weapons they gave him this year so I like him um, and I thought you know if I take him I pair him with Dak Prescott if I take Zach Wilson it's kind of going to force my hand to take another quarterback a little bit sooner. Um, I felt a little bit more comfortable to a Doug Viola because of the weapons he has and just the quarterback overall, what I've seen out of him. Mm-hmm. He's looked a little bit oh, safer, a little safer to me. So I, and, and then what made it easy for me was I, I took Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, if I didn't take Tyreek Hill, there's a chance I could have taken Zach Wilson, but the tiebreaker for me, for the most part, not even that it was a little safer. It was a stack of Tyreek Hill and to a Doug Viola. So, I knew I was coming away with the quarterback here. And if I did it, it still would have been a receiver. It would not have been Brees Hall, okay. most likely. Because, again, even seeing the running backs that had went, I know, like Matt thought about um, uh, the receivers that he was comfortable with, I still very, very comfortable with all the running backs still available in my sure. eyes. So there's already well, been a ton of quarterbacks taken. There should be taken. one or two guys left for you to take that you would yeah. like. I'm on the back end of the draft here at 110. I'm not picking again for a while. I don't even want to risk to see what quarterbacks are coming back to me. You know what right. I mean? I don't want to risk it. So I took two of took Viola, and then where'd we go there? All right, so after that, I went um, DK Metcalf and Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was a guy that I actually was kind of considering. Um you know, Especially with your build, he's been uh, with my build, yeah, biggest steal according to ADP. Yeah, so far. he was, but he got he obviously went right before me, um, and and uh, you know, kind of keeping with the theme of of Aaron Rodgers being my pick last time and kind of forcing I I think my my team into more of a win now type of mode. 
I ended up going my second tight end here just because, you know, it's screw all you guys. I'm taking them all. <laughs> and I went, I went Darren Waller here. Plus it's a mock draft and you can do whatever the hell you want. That um, was the fun part. Uh, so I went Darren Waller. I got my I, second tight end in the tight end premium and I feel really good about both of them. This was the reason obviously rich was saying would I have earlier, you know, skip the Kittle and kind of, uh, just taken, taken T law. If I had, you know, hindsight, obviously being 2020, I would have, cause I wouldn't have known, you know, I would have, gotten Darren Waller right here, but um Darren Waller's my pick. I got two tight ends, two quarterbacks through the first four a, rounds. A great, a great, uh a great trade piece yep. if needed to be. Uh and it, and what's great is because the, the ages are so close is again goes back to the other comment. Taking Darren Waller doesn't mean oh well, I could trade Darren Waller. That puts you in position to trade George, George Kittle, Kittle yep. if need be for a running back. Possibly a George Kittle and Aaron Rodgers combo to a contender sure. could get you a young quarterback with upside and future assets. You can start both of those dudes. Yeah, you can start them in the yeah. flex. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I was surprised, though, because I've done startups with you, so I knew you like to take tight ends a lot. I've seen it happen yep. uh, to my detriment. <laughs> but uh, but I was surprised that it was Darren Waller that you chose. Yeah. Um, because I know you and Rich have both been more on like the sell Darren Waller train for a while there. Sure. So why him specifically over the younger TJ Hawkinson? I would have taken Hawkinson, by the way, here. If I was going double tight end, I would have taken Hawkinson. I'm just curious. Offset the George Kittle age. That's the only reason because they're so close in age. Like right. That's where it went. I, I, I was going... I, I know what I'm going to get out of this guy. I feel very comfortable sure. that, that things are going to get opened Produced up this year. for this so year. So you're not too worried about Devontae Adams then? I, I, I think they're going to work well together. Okay. I, I really do. I think I think in the short term, this is going to be a nice little marriage. Those guys are going to open things up for each other, and he's going to be able to run much freer than he has in the past. Okay. Yep. And, I, and I think what it shows us too, Garrett, is Matt. by looking at what Matt's first four picks, Joe Burrow, George Kittle, Aaron Rodgers, Darren Waller, he's building – and sometimes this is around the premiums. He's building a win now team. Oh, for you sure. Know what I mean, like he's not, he's, he's already realized, okay, I Screw got Rogers. I got Kittle. I'm above 28 here on my last two picks. I'm going to win now. Who's going to give me the most points. And Darren Waller offers that Avenue for you. So I already see the mold of where Matt's going with his team. And sure. that, so it does kind of fall in line with there. There's no point to take a guy here that offers, Upside, right? Like a guy that's just like super young on proven because he doesn't help you now necessarily. Right. And the way your team's already structured after three rounds, you're ready to go. I know I know Waller is gonna be a top five guy. I just I just do. Yeah. I, again, if I would have went tight end, I would have went TJ Hawkinson. Um I would have been somewhat interested in guys like Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb here. Just sure. just mildly mm-hmm. but I understand where you went with it. Because it's a guy. win now. Five years on Waller. That's that's what I would. That's why I would take. No, I, I totally get that that reasoning. But I was I was strictly going based off of this year's points coming up. Like, sure. I, I, and if if things blow up and they don't work out, he is a tradable guy. So is so is uh, Kittle. Uh, Whichever like, one like, you can get, like more you mentioned, exactly. And and you came back young enough. After we'll find out what your next three picks are. Mm-hmm. I thought you, I thought you put a bow on those first, and they're not risky picks. Cause they're, but risky in their uh, age asset, you followed up with like good young guys sure. after this. I don't want to, I don't want to totally crusty old team. I where really if your don't. team fell apart. Yeah. You could trade those for really good mm-hmm. picks or future players. 
and your team still has has a good core. Let me put it that way. I like. I mean, I like to have a good mix of age and experience and all that kind of stuff throughout a thing. This one kind of got pushed a little bit more age to the top. To the top. And and I did sprinkle in the you know the the younger guys. I think with upside throughout. So so getting the Jared after he took Matt took Darren Waller did go Saquon Barkley. It did go Dalvin Cook, and then Jared, you were on the clock. Yep, I took T.J. Hawkinson. I man, again smashed, what? smashed. Yep, smashed Collect, that one. Wow, look who's available! Wow, this is in my lap. Wow, such a, light, such a light load. So love to pick again. You know, <laughs> Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, A.J. Brown. There's not many tight ends left that fall into that. Like they're not that are like least like not French kissing, but pecking that tier one tight ends, <laughs> and like. Cockinson there, right? His his lips are on, on your lips. Did you say Cockinson? He did. He did. did <laughs> I think I? he had some spit for him. Let me dry my mouth. I talk too fast and I have a lot of saliva build up. That's what I do. It's a speech impediment, guys. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> nope. I, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, it, you know, like it, he, He's there. His lips are on you. You can feel his tongue trying to breach the hall. Uh, and you're like, hey, come on in. You know? So great pick, Jared. Love what you're doing here. Your team looks great. Thanks, Rich. By the way. You're welcome. All right. Gary, how we get to you? Yeah, we, uh, we're we about to round out round four. I don't know how much time how much time we got left, Jared. Don't worry about it. Just keep it moving, all right? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Do you ever tell me how to live my life? Punch your lips. Let the tongue slide uh, in. So Nick Chubb goes off the board uh, here at 410. So we're starting to see quite a few of those older running backs come off the board. Guys that are in the 25 to 27, 28 range. A lot of those guys that are still very productive now, uh, but... We don't know how long they'll be productive. A lot of those guys are starting to come off the board here. And I waited uh, on my second quarterback. And it got to the point here where I'm now in round four. It's very rare for me to leave round four without having two quarterbacks. I've done it, but I usually don't like the results. Exactly. You don't Um, like the results. So I'm glad I didn't reach because once Aaron Rodgers went, the only other one that went between 3-7 and now here at 4-11 was when you took Tua. That was the only other quarterback that went for a round and a half here. And I think Zach Wilson is not far off from guys that went two full rounds ahead of him, guys like Trey, Trey Lance, Lance. Yeah. and Justin Fields. I think he mm-hmm. should be considered in a very similar vein as those players. Catfished. So I got Zach Wilson here at 411. I felt great about it. The only thing that was a slight hesitancy was – I think especially because I was able to get a running back early that does propel me towards a slight more of a win now is Zach Wilson a win now quarterback. So with my quarterback three, I kind of had to keep that in mind with what I could maybe do here. But if it pans out, Zach Wilson is an incredible value here bordering on the fifth round. I I love the value. I love the player. I almost took him over Tua. You know sure, what I mean? Like if, sure. if I had A.J. Brown, I would have taken Zach Wilson. You know, I love the pick there. I thought it was great value. I love how you go back to the guy who's on the clock next to Liam and gave him a little burn, too. Again, Liam, we love you. This is nothing personal by any means. <laughs> it's just we didn't like your mock draft. But, you know, we all learn. We all learn from Live mocks. and learn. Live and um, learn. And Liam was on the clock next. And, you know, he's on the clock. I'm like, what is Liam going to do next? This kid is full of surprises. And he took DJ Moore. I'm like, look at him. He's running the train. Look at him. And then he took Traylon Burks. I'm like, Liam, <laughs> you were just starting to get back on track and he was black ice. And I like Traylon Burks, but still. I would say I'm surprised to hear you say that because I, I I don't think this is crazy far off ADP. It's I don't, not. It's I, not. It's not, but not when Chris Godwin is on the board. Not sure. when Terry McClure. I mean, 
How much risky business are you? I mean, Liam's walk, running he, around here with nothing but a pair of socks on and a white button-down T-shirt. This is risky <laughs> business and sunglasses. He's running around with matches and, at a gas station. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, this thing could explode at any time, man. Dude, it's just, it's just, and I like Traylon Burks a ton, but it's like, listen, he's all like this team is going to be either solid or it's just going to be a dumpster fire. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got so risk. much risk here. So. He gets DJ Moore. He takes Traylon Burks. Um, back to me, then. Comes back to Jarrett. We'll finish Jarrett. this fifth <clears throat> round, and then we'll uh, finish the rest of the Herd show. Okay. Okay, that that's sounds fine. Good. So, yeah, so we get back to me, and I've already gone with one running back, and I was really leaning uh, on receiver, but looking down the board, there were about 20, 25 receivers that I was like, I like a lot of these receivers. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like I, the guys that were going two or three rounds later were just, they were good. They were really good. Exactly. And they were still sitting there. But there were only a couple young running backs still left that I liked that I thought, you know what, even though I have Najee, if I can get a second young running back, that'll give me a win now team, but with a, a longer window than just, you know, a year or two. Uh, so that's what I was kind of thinking there. So I ended up going with J.K. Dobbins in the fifth, fifth round. I know that he's coming off the injury, so you do have a little bit of risk here. But now that I'm in the fifth round, I'm a little I'm, I'm a little more willing to take on some risk. I don't want to take on any risk in the first three rounds. I want to play it pretty safe. But I'm willing to take on a little more risk here. And I think of the risky running backs, there is a ton, a ton of upside. And I see a, a really good path for him to be successful with Lamar Jackson. Um, there's been some decent reports about him coming back. So uh, while there's it's still murky, we don't know for sure that he's going to be ready. Uh, I think his, his talent uh, supersedes the risk here. Yeah, I, I love the pick. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board with that as well. I think this is great value here in the, the fifth round. And he was one of those guys I was hoping might slide to me and then just didn't. See that video of him just laying out his trainer? Trucking the trainer. I watch, like I watched that thing six times in a row. Somebody wrote on Twitter that that was pre-injury. It, I need it to was, watch that. Unfortunately. It. Yeah, it was, it was pre-injury. Uh, I don't care. It's still uh, sweet. still sweet. It's yeah, a good I hit. Yeah. I mean, from last watch, year. I watch uh, uh, Top Gun I saw it. from 1988. Still good. Great Doesn't matter movie. how old it is. Did yeah. you see the new one yet? No. Very good. The new uh, one's great. You and my dead grandmother tell me that. Everybody in the world saying, even from the afterlife, are telling me how good the new Top Gun is. I will go see it. But then, like, uh, the new dress. Sorry, Park, Rich. The yeah. new Jurassic Park. I won't comes tell out this you week. about it. I know. So I have no choice. Like, I, I can't see it this weekend because I'm going to see Jurassic Park. I by the, see by the way, the bundle, all five Jurassic Park movies, is in, a, in at the Apple Store, 24 bucks right now. Go wow. Out, go out Even with it. the new one? Wow. No, not the new one. All the, all the five all the ones leading, leading up. up to it. So if you, wanna get, bundle. if you want to get all of them. Wow. 25 bucks? To get yourself wow. ready for the movie, wow. do it. Okay. Wow. Well, so then you take uh, J.K. Dobbins, and then, then it goes Deontay Johnson. And then Santa Claus over here. Back to Mr. Wackerly. So much joy just falling into his lap. Ho, ho, ho. My team is so good. Who's he get? <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Unbelievable. Perennial RB1. The, the new generational uh, LaShawn McCoy. The guy who's running back one every single year, which is literally impossible to do if you look at the odds. It's literally almost impossible to do it. Still only you 26. You get one guy that does it a decade. One. A decade. You know how long a decade is, Garrett? 37 years. That's incorrect. It's 10. Dang it. 10 years. That's a lifetime. That 37. is a lifetime. Such a random number. So <laughs> I knew the answer. He gets Alvin Kamara. What a pick. What Love a team it. so far. This guy is crushing it by Man. literally hitting. We're young. Draft. We're still competing this year. It's a win-win. And then it goes to get to Matt. 
Uh, it goes Derrick Henry and then Chris Godwin, and then it's on me. So obviously, were you upset Chris Godwin went there? Or you didn't care. I did not care about Chris okay. Godwin. No, I don't think so. um, he doesn't seem like a Godwin fan. Uh, I mean, I'm I Luke, atheist Luke, apparently. Lukewarm on him, <laughs> I guess. We'll, I knew something like that was coming. We'll call it that. I was I I was upset by all the the running backs I couldn't get. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of a run. There, there was a bit of a run. So here I am stuck without a running back option Unfortunately, again. Unfortunately, you're not sure. Your team's not that good. No, I'm I, what. Oh, oh the we're the trash dog. Oh, how's your nuts feel after that kick? You know what? So much for win now. We were talking about this before the show, and we all like our teams, and we want to make this a real league. <laughs> it's on. Let's make it a real no, league. Let's it's on. This. Let's let's fill these orphans and let's go. Because I will crush no, you. We'll, we'll invite these people. <laughs> Liam's <in>. like no. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm, I'm going, going home. Well, who did that take? We got to know he takes. All right. So, yeah. So, obviously. <laughs> He's kicking him out of the nuts. We don't even know he took I'm yet. going Scary Terry. It's a good pick. It's Terry Ooh, McLaurin, I think, is a good pick. pick. Obviously, um, very, very solid numbers. He's a guy that's going to land in the top 20 at wide receiver literally no matter what. I mean, and, and this year he's going to have much better quarterback play than he has in the, has had in the past. So Scary Terry, uh, I think, was just kind of one of these guys that I knew I knew what I can expect out of him. And with the all the kind of win now stuff falling to me, I, I wanted somebody that was young, but that was going to produce, and that I think it fits Terry uh, to a T. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, dude, in 15 more rounds, I can get the stack with Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking. Let's see that. how we'll see how it all plays out. I was not thinking. Hey, right, he was quarterback fourteen last year. Stay tuned. Next time, the- Jared, you're going to die out on that limb, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I call you Jared. I, uh, he did, but that's okay. Jared, I no, I didn't. I said Garrett. You said Jared. Did I? Yeah. All right, Jared. He was thinking. All right, about Jared. Me. Gary. Let's go. <laughs> Next at five, eight, it goes Michael Pittman Jr. Another fantastic pick. Yeah, that then, was the guy I was I was thinking about too. Then it goes Mac Jones, which is a solid pick here. Mm-hmm. You know, solid yeah, yeah, pick. Sure, fifth round. And then I'm on a clock, and I'm thinking, okay, going into this, I'm like, who's gonna be? After I took uh, Tua, I was like, who's gonna be my second receiver? You know, there's a ton out there. I'm with you guys. Like, who's gonna be my second receiver? Then you see a small run of running backs going, and I'm looking at my guy sitting there looking me in the eyes. And it's Kenneth Walker. I love Kenneth Walker. You like ETN a lot, too, so I wasn't sure which one you were going to go uh, with. I did like ETN a lot. But one has ACL injury, one doesn't. That is true. So I took my guy, Kenneth Walker, and I'm very good. I'm very happy about it. I get a guy that, again, risk involved, but if you're going to risk on a young guy, you're going to risk on a running back because odds are – where he was drafted, he's given me something. And when running backs sure. give you something and they stay healthy, they're worst case a running back too. Right. So, so to clarify, it was uh, ETN did not tear his ACL, it was his foot. Oh, yeah. He, had, he uh, tore his foot. Fl- yeah. He tore did, it did, off, did, man. Uh, I always say he's clean off. Uh, they taped it on and he's good to go. <laughs> he had a bad injury, right? The one that was it like the, the Liz, Liz Frank? Yeah. Liz Frank. That's what it was. Yeah. He's looked great. I'm just going to say he tore his foot. Dude, he's looked great in camp so far. Yeah. You're watching him. All the time. I'm a big ETM fan. I watch him out. Check him out. Read his bio. The only he person, flew down uh, to Jacksonville. Got, yeah. some, got some scouting. Yeah, the only person, the he's been there every, all day, every day. The only day. person yeah. I checked out was, was Lenny. That picture of Lenny that that guy oh, sent. Oh, man. <laughs> Looking thick with Woo. two Cs. Boy. <laughs> well, right, and right after that, it went Travis Etienne. So they, my, might, they my, might be D's. I don't know. That guy's big. He's what? <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, and then uh, Mike Evans to close out the fifth round. So let's go over our team so far individually. Through five rounds, Jared, you have. I thought you were going to say it for me. Uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert, 
Trevor Lawrence, AJ Brown, TJ Hawkinson, and Alvin Kamara. So everybody right now listens like Jared did a good job. I did. I normally do. Oh, I should win the Garrett. First <laughs> I win a lot of my forward. leagues. Yeah, oh, you should have went to me first. Garrett, through five rounds, your team is looking like Josh Allen in the first, Debo Samuel in the second, Najee Harris in the third. Zach Wilson in the fourth and J.K. Dobbins in the fifth. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty not great. Bad. Winner, winner, <laughs> chicken dinner. You did get like a bad, you have like a bad position, I feel like. You have a really draft. funny fart in the sound effect. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Matt, through five rounds, your team looks like? Uh, Joe Burrow, George Kittle, uh, Aaron Rodgers, not Amari Rodgers. That would be a bad third That would pick. be really bad. Uh, Darren Waller and Terry McClure. Not bad for team get off my lawn. And then <laughs> next on the list is me through five rounds. It's Dak me. Prescott, Mark Andrews, Tyreek Hill, Tua Tugavailoa, and Kenneth Walker. Second right. best team. Yep. I Job. like it. I like it. I'm okay with that. You I like that team. Through it, five, through I think five it's second best after mine, too. I agree. No, yeah. Sure. Second scary. best after mine. <laughs> get off my lawn, Matt. Three. So that's it. Now we're gonna get, we're gonna keep going with this. Uh, we're gonna try and get through as many picks as possible on the Nerd Herd show. Remember, you can join the Nerd Herd anytime you want. Check it out right now. Do it right Nerd now. Herd. Yep. Get down there. You get so much stuff. Tools, Discord, stuff. The Discord's popping. Pop, yeah, pop, 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 Dynasty pop, Nerds pop. film Discord, room. Discord. Dynasty Nerds rookie nerd <laughs> score. Dynasty rankings, so much more. And, of course, the Dynasty GM, which is the number one Dynasty tool in the world. If you want to see some of the, what it could do, just go to the uh, Team Audit and check it out. Yeah, go to the YouTube channel. Watch yeah. the Team Audit. We yeah. use the tool the whole time. That's it's, what we use. It has a team analyzer in there. It's a, I'm telling you guys. It's the num- And I don't care. You get. You can tweet this out to anybody, and I will. I will go. I will debate them. I'm the master debater, and I will go on there and I will masterly debate these guys. That the, the Dynasty Nerds GM <laughs> is the number one. Dynasty tool in the world. Master debater is not a not two words you should be saying back to back. <laughs> I'm a grown out man. of all people. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, you don't think I was, that well? was not on accident. That was un- no. totally uh, yeah, t- for sure. You're a pervert. DGM 2.0 is coming soon. August first. Time for the GM uh, <sighs> for the expo. Hopefully, Rich always slaps a date on it. He always has to. Yeah, I don't care. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. What? People are so it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first time. It won't be the last time. So, so yeah. many people are hung up on being wrong. I have no problem being wrong because <laughs> everybody's wrong. I know, but everybody's wrong. Like people are everybody's like, wrong. That's oh, you're true. wrong. I'm like, oh, sorry, Mister Perfect. The last Mister Perfect I knew was in WWE, and he was even perfect. I mean, belts he won. That was like the '80s or '90s, right? I love. Yeah, Mr. it was perfect. wrong about you know. It's different about being wrong about a date and then wrong about a fantasy take. I disagree. All right. I've been on playing dates that were wrong. Well, one of you guys is wrong, so just let's move on. I'm cutting all that that's, out. That's my number one my number one uh, thing when people are like, oh, when they want to debate me, I'm just like, well, listen, we're going to find out. That's one true. of us will be right and one of us will be wrong. He's, he's probably not wrong on many dates because Jared just always cuts it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Cut that out, Jared. Son of a blip. <laughs> uh, so that's back. We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about ADP value. Guys that we like. This is a guy that I like. This is a guy. After ADP of 150. Ooh, late rounds. So that's like after the 13th round. Something like that. Oh, God. My math is so bad. Mm. But we'll be back next week. Nonetheless, like we are every, every Wednesday. Week. Sometimes on Thursdays when we have uh, stuff going on. But we'll be back next Wednesday, right? Should be. Should be. Now, for the rest of this mock draft and how our teams end up, you got to turn into the Nerd Herd. So we'll talk to you soon. Adios.